Here's what God has asked us to share with you today. Now, I preface this series by telling you this is not one of these series that makes you jump up and down, run around the walls, shout and fall out. I kind of like that because it's hard to listen to the preacher when you're falling out. Reverend Shore, it's kind of hard. You know, people say, Pastor, I enjoyed your sermon. It touched me. I said, what did I preach about? I can't remember, but I know it was good. (laughs) I want you to remember the word of God today. Our text is found in the book of Genesis, chapter 32, verses 26 to verse 30. We've chosen the Amplified Bible as the translation, perhaps to give us a clearer understanding of the text. Verse 26, Genesis chapter 32. Then he said, let me go, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you declare a blessing on me. So the angel of the Lord asked Jacob, what is your name? And he said, my name is Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled, I love this part, with God and with men and have prevailed. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And he declared a blessing of the covenant promise on Jacob right there. Verse 30 is where the subject is found. So Jacob named the place Peniel, the face of God, saying, and here's the subject, for I have seen God face to face, yet my life has not been snatched away. We ask God's blessings, reading, and the hearing of the Lord. For the next few moments, just before you sit down, Our subject for this message, look at someone, we don't hug and touch after COVID anymore, but you can wave, amen. So wave at somebody and say face to face. Clap those hands as you take your seat. Face to face. Listen, in today's society, there are so many people Today, who are living with the emotional hurt and pain from past family conflicts. I told you this series will keep it real. This includes not just non-believers. This includes those of us who are also believers. Truth be told, a whole lot of us got conflicts in our own families, our extended families. Amen, someone. One of the most difficult things in life to do is to face the hurt and the pain of one's past. That is difficult. It is not easy. For it is very 
difficult, listen to this, very difficult to look to the future hmm. when you're still dealing with unresolved issues of your past. It's hard to go forward while you're looking back. Am I right about it? It's even more difficult to go forward when you're in reverse and you keep going back. You can't get what God has for you because you can't turn loose what people have done to you. Can I just keep it real? That's hard. That eats you up from the inside out. In fact, it will destroy you more than it destroys the person you're upset with. Paul understood this, and he indicates in the book of Philippians, chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, this personal epistle Paul writes to his friends in the church in Philippi. Paul writes that in order to focus on his own future, he shares his own testimony. Paul says, in order for me to focus on my own future, he refers to them as dear brothers, sisters. I've not achieved much, but he says, I've learned and I've come to the realization, as I summarize what he says, that I must forget about the painful things that have hurt me in the past. Gotta let it go. Tell somebody you gotta let it go. Some of you are still holding on to 10 year, five year, 15 year, 20 year drama. Let it go. It's only destroying you and what God has for you. Listen to what Paul says. He says, forgetting the past. I look forward to what is ahead. And then Paul uses these words in the King James. He says, I press on. <laughs> See, the word press suggests a struggle. The word press suggests it is not easy. The old church understood when they sung, I'm pressing on the upward way. Ooh, how many of you had to press your way? Has it been easy? Sometimes you've got to go treat people good that hate you. It's a press. It's a struggle. But you've got to let it go. Press indicates it will be hard. It will be tough. Now perhaps nothing is as tough. There are no struggles like family struggles. Ooh. Some of the most challenging situations that you are faced with, perhaps from those that you are closest to. Uh, the Bible indicates, the prophet says, I was wounded in the house of a friend. <laughs> you haven't been hurt until you've been hurt by somebody you thought loved you, told you they love you, told you I got your back. You, you haven't been hurt until you've been let down by someone who committed to lift you up. Everybody that talks a good talk doesn't walk a good walk. Am I right about it? There is no drama like family drama. Oh, y'all know I'm telling the truth. 
You, you haven't been into drama like family drama. Why? Because the enemy uses that, uses those that we're closest to because we let our guards down, uses that to be even more transparent. And people say things that they later regret. Watch what comes out of your mouth. Because once it's out, you can't get it back. Uh, uh, one of the ways God said to me to deal with the issue of family drama is to face the problem head on. You've got to face it. Uh, Sister Bernice, you told me so many times. You got to face it. You can't run from it. You got to face it. First of all, we've got to face it with God. Then with the person or the people we have issues with. Because I am convinced you can't get right with me unless you're right with God. Am I right about it? You can't get right with your brother or your sister until you're right with God. And some of our issues deep down inside, issues about what is going on in our own personal life. We just take it out on everybody else. We just think everybody else is the cause, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Anybody know God needs to work on some things in you? Come on, all of us have issues. All of us, anyone know that before you can help anyone else, you've got to help yourself. I told the church this morning, it's something about old quartet songs that you gotta love Deacon Abbott. Because one thing about quartet singers, they don't try to be deep. You know, these modern singers, they're not, y'all are the exception, but they try to be so deep, so theological. Always got to, quartet singers just sing it like they feel. So they wrote a song, sweep around your own. Y'all know that, don't you? <laughs> Look at Deacon Wilson. Y'all know that, don't you, Deacon Simmons? Sweep around your own front door. Before you sweep around mine. In other words, before you get me straight, you got to make sure you're straight. So before you call a family member, before you call a neighbor or a friend, you've got to make sure it's right with you. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Listen, perhaps there is no better example in all of scripture than the story of our text this morning. Story of the brothers Jacob and Esau and their toxic, dysfunctional family. Yes, God can use dysfunctional families. <laughs> Jacob and Esau, brothers, twins, toxic relationship, dysfunctional family relationship. Listen, Here's the story. As a young man, Jacob, with the help of his mother, steals his brother's Esau's inheritance, a birthright. They're twins. The Bible tells us when they were born, they were pulling at each other. <laughs> One was grabbing the heel of another. Jacob was the aggressor. Jacob was the treacherous one. His name even means deceiver. Uh, Jacob, with the help 
of his, what kind of mama helped you deceive another child? Perhaps that's the issue. Perhaps the issue goes back to Mama Rebecca. Because what kind of mama helps you conjure up evil stuff and bad stuff in your own family? I just want you to know those mamas have always existed. You know, always conjuring up because she favored one over the other. And because she favored Jacob over Esau, she wanted Jacob to have the birthright. She wanted Jacob to have the inheritance that was not rightfully his. So they conjured up a scheme to deceive their father who was now old and blind, Isaac was, uh, to bless Jacob and not Esau. Isaac thought he was blessing uh, uh, Esau, but in turn, because of the deception of Rebekah and the deception of Jacob, he blesses the wrong son. He blesses the younger and not the older. Now, as a result of this, friction, tension, hatred develop between these two brothers. In fact, the book of Genesis chapter 27 and verse 41, Esau vowed that once their father dies, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you, Jacob. That's what the text says. He says, I'll kill you. I can't touch you until daddy dies. We, we got situations like that. We've got family members who say, I'll put up with you as long as mama's alive. I'll I, I put up with you as long as daddy's alive. But when mama closes her eyes, I don't want anything to do with y'all. Somebody say, but God, but God. Same toxic relationship existed in the book of Genesis. Esau declared that when Isaac dies, I will kill you. But it, Isaac lived 20 more years. 20 more years. So go with me, church, if you will. For 20 years, for 20 years, uh, Jacob had been dealing with the guilt of what he did to Esau. For 20 years, Esau had been dealing with the hurt and the hatred that he had for his brother. Uh, Esau was just waiting on an opportunity to get back what was his. 20 years dealing with hurt and pain. 20 years Jacob had to deal with the guilt of knowing what he had did not really belong to him. But he cheated to get what was not rightfully his. Ah, uh, the text says Jacob knew that he had to get it right. So here's what happens. Isaac dies. Jacob takes the lead. He sends word to his brother Esau through a messenger and says, I would like to convene a meeting with you. I need to meet with you, brother. It's been 20 years. We don't know why. Perhaps Jacob thought that you would come after me but 20 years. But here's the key to the text. Jacob knew that, however, before I can face you, I've got to face God. I've got to get right with God. How many of you know you've got to get it right 
with God. I've got God because I did not just deceive my brother. I deceived you. David said against you, Lord, and you only have I sinned. So look at Jacob. He says, I need to get it right with God. And he did. The Bible says that he prayed to God until an angel of God came down. And here's the text. The Bible says that Jacob wrestled with the angel all night long. How many of you ever wrestled with God? You struggled with God. You toss and turn knowing God is something on my mind. I've got to get right with you. There can be no peace until you get right with God. You can look successful. You can act successful. You can be bougie all you want, but you can't get it right until you get right with God. Louis Vuitton doesn't make you feel good. It may make you look good, but you still got drama going on in your life. Jacob had the drama of knowing that I've got to get right with God because I lied to God. I let God down. So look at the text, if you will. Jacob wrestled, struggled with the angel all night long. My friend, Pastor Donald Wright in Washington, D.C., writes the book, Tonight We Wrestle. Bishop Jakes preached that sermon from Donald Wright's book, Tonight We Wrestle. How many of you ever had to wrestle with God? Don't fool me now. How many of you ever had to come to the point where you prayed all night long? God, you got to get it right. Fix me, Lord. Come on. Somebody throw those hands up right now and say, work on me, Lord. Come on. Anybody want God to work on you right now? I dare you to lift those hands and say, make me right, Lord. Come on, all over this sanctuary, just take a moment right now. Stand to your feet for just 10 or 20 seconds and ask God to work on you. Come on. Somebody said, do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Tonight we wrestle. Today you wrestle. Wrestle with God. I need thee. Oh, bless me now. Anyone need a blessing from God right now? Somebody say, right now. Right now, y'all be seated for a moment. So here it is. So he wrestles with God all night. Angel of the Lord says to Jacob, let me go. Touches his body, inflicts pain in his body. But Jacob says, I will not let you go unless you declare a blessing on me. Uh, Before I can see Esau, I got to see you, God. I need you to make me right. So the angel said to him, what is it that you need me to do? And Jacob put it so correctly, change me, Lord. Change me, Lord. Change me, Lord. Anybody need God to work out something inside of you? Change me, Lord. Change me. Change my name. Change who I am. My name means I'm a deceiver, but I need you to change me. Lord, so that the nature that exists in me doesn't exist anymore because if you are not changed, you will do the same thing over and over and over again. You'll keep hurting other people until God changes you. Look at what happened. The angel said to Jacob, he says, all right, I'll change you. Your name, verse 28, shall no longer 
be called Jacob, but your name shall be called Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men, and you have prevailed. It's been a struggle, but you've prevailed. God has made a way out of nowhere. Anybody know that you struggled? But better days are coming. By and by, God has made it right with you. Listen, and now, because the angel of God had changed Jacob, see, here's what many people would have done. They would have left and said, I'm good now, but you're not good until you go get right with your brother. <laughs> Am I preaching to anyone? No, no, you can't come to church and shout up and down church and say, something got a hold of me. I went to the meeting one night, my heart wasn't right, but something got a hold of me. And you go home and still cut your family members out. You still treat folk like dirt. No, ain't nothing got a hold of you but fake religion. Jacob knew that if he was going to be who God wanted him to be, he had to get it right with Esau. So he did just that. Chapter 33 in the text. Look at this. Now Jacob sends word. Uh, Esau, come meet with me. The word came back. Your brother is coming, but he's coming with 400 strong men. <laughs> Imagine Jacob. <laughs> All he has is a bunch of children and wives and concubines. But Esau has 400 strong soldiers. Jacob thought of himself, I know he's coming to get me. I know he's coming to destroy me. But Esau's action, recorded in verse 4 of chapter 33, should inspire any and all of us who are dealing with unresolved family issues. Esau brought 400 strong men not to destroy his brother, but to bless his brother. I'm going somewhere. Will God not use those who hated you to now bless you? Look at what the text says. But Esau ran to meet Jacob and embraced him and hugged his neck and kissed him. And they wept for joy. God will allow those who used to be your enemies to be your friend. God will allow those who thought they wanted to destroy you to find a way to bless you. Somebody ought to help me give a praise to the fact that God would turn your enemies into friends. Won't he do it? Somebody say, yes, he will. Yes, he will. Clap those hands. Give God your best praise and say, God will turn it around. God will turn it. God will. Woo. God will turn it around. And so Esau came not to destroy Jacob, but he came to bless Jacob. He fell, he embraced him, he hugged him. 20 years, 20 years. They had been going through this, but watch God. <laughs> Somebody say, watch God. Some of you have been praying for a long time, but watch God. 
Some of you have been hoping for a long time, but watch God. Anybody know that God will get his strength? Somebody say, watch God. Somebody help me say, watch God. Somebody say, watch God. Anyone know that God will fix it for you and your family? Somebody say, watch God. Watch God. God will do it. God will do it. Listen, listen, it's important to note this. This incredible story of reconciliation and restoration between these two brothers happened because one brother was willing to admit that he was wrong and ask for forgiveness. I'm going somewhere. It happened because one said I was wrong and I need you to forgive me. It happened because the other brother was willing to forgive and put the hurt and the pain behind him. Where's your hurt? Where's your pain? Because those two things came face to face, God turned it around and God blessed the generation and the descendants of both Esau and Jacob for years and years and years to come. God says, I want to bless you, but I can't bless you with all this drama. I need you to come face to face first with me, then with your brother. Listen to these three key insights as we conclude today's message. Three key things that God wants you to take away from this message. Number one is this, in order to enjoy the blessings God has for us today. Look at this, take a picture of it. Remember this, I had somebody come to me after eight o'clock service, tears streaming down their face. And they said, Pastor Jackson, I had to let it go at the altar today. Look at that. Leave that right there. In order to enjoy the blessings God has for us today and in the future, we must first deal with the pain and the hurt of our past. You can't live in denial. Deal with it. Who am I preaching to? Look at somebody and say, deal with it. Wave at somebody and say, deal with it. Tell them, don't take it back home with you. Deal with it. Tell them, deal with it today. Deal with it right now. Here's the second key insight in all of this. Second key insight is this. We must first get right with God. It was in the heart of the message. We must first, your first issue is not with me or with your brothers or your sisters, but it's with God. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. You've got to get it right with God. When Jacob came face to face with God, he held on to the angel of God and wouldn't let go until the angel of God blessed him. He changed him. He changed his name. 
get right with God. God is speaking to someone right now. God says, get right with me. Get it right with God. Face to face with God. And then here's the third and final insight as you rest upon your feet all over this place. To those of you who are joining us virtually, wherever you may be. So after you've gotten it right with God, <laughs> go get it right with the person you have issues with. Don't you come back here next week <laughs> with that same drama in your heart. I'm, I'm hearing God say, don't you pray another prayer in my name until you get it right with the person you've got to get it right with. Don't you preach another sermon, Daryl. Don't you sing another song, praise and worship team. Don't you usher another Sunday. Deacons, don't you sit up on this roll again with your badges and your nice-looking suits until you get right with the person you've got an issue with. I told y'all y'all ain't gonna like me after this series. But you've got to get it right. Anger in your heart destroys you, Norman. It destroys you, Bernice. It destroys you, Cheryl. You, Shaquise. Me. Ain't. There's some things in my heart that I had to let go. There's some things. See, sometimes you get hurt and wounded and you hold on to it. But here's what I realized. I, I realized something. I realized something. I realized that I wasn't letting it go because I wanted to help the person that hurt me as much. I needed to help myself. I needed to be able to sleep good at night. And I needed to let it go. And once you let it go, it's like putting the garbage can to the side of the road. You don't look back. You don't care what the garbage man does with the garbage. It's out of your house. Some of you need to put the trash out of your house. And leave it out. Am I talking to anyone? Look at somebody and say, get right with God. See, because until you can give yourself to God, you've got to get right with others. If there's a fault, if there's a problem you have, and I tell folks, if you got a problem with me, call me. You, you know, now we've got social media and everybody want to put it all out and people know that other folk are mad at you before you know you're mad at you because somebody put it out on social media. Go old school. Pick up the phone. Just dial my number. And say, can we talk? Am I preaching to anyone? Because God says it's so important. Now listen, God told me to do it this way. I did it at eight. And God blessed us in a very powerful way. Close your eyes for one moment. This altar experience today is sacred. And God is challenging anyone and everyone under the sound of my voice 
To those of you that are joining us virtually, you make an altar wherever you are. But if you've got something that you want to get right with God first, you've got something you want to leave at the altar, I need you to not even think about it twice. Don't even worry about who's watching you. But leave your seat right now. Walk down those aisles and just stand at this altar right now. Come on. That's right. From the back of the church to the front of the church. Young and old right now, wherever you are. I see young people coming. I see older people coming. If you've got any issues with God right now. And here's what we're telling God. Brother William McDowell writes this song that Denar and the Worship and Arts team says, I give myself away. It can't be about you. That's right. This is about you and God. That's right, young people. Just as you are, come right now. So that you can use me, Lord. Here I am. Here I stand. My life is in your hands. (laughs) Take my heart. Take my life as a living sacrifice. All my dreams. All my plans. Lord, I place them in your hands. My life is not my own. To you, Lord, I belong. I give myself. I give myself away. Come on, we need to get it right with God right now. Come on, some of you, uh, you haven't come yet. Somebody else, I don't know, I don't know what you're going through, but God says, make your way down to this altar if you can. Tonight you wrestle. Tonight you wrestle with God. Yeah. I give myself away. So you can use me. I give myself away. Lift those hands.
I chose to give myself all oh, the worshipers lift those hands wherever you are now. Yeah. Say, oh, my heart is not my to own. you. Jacob says, I, I had to get it right. Jacob's whole family was full of drama before this. Jacob's daughter was raped. Even, even later, uh, Jacob's own son sold the other brother into slavery. Ooh, there's some things you got to get right with God. Because if, if you harbor some things, if you don't get right with God... It would tear you and your family apart. Here's God's challenge for us today. After you get right with God, you go get right with somebody else. And do me a favor, don't publicize it. Keep it off social media. Everybody doesn't need to know your business. Hey man, some things ought to still be private. There's some situations ought to be worked out just between you and somebody else. Am I right about it? And watch God bless you. God will give you a public praise over a private deliverance. Folk will understand and wonder, why are you so happy? Why are you rejoicing? Because God has turned my situation around. Come on and tell them again. I give, give myself. myself. I give myself. Lift those hands. I give myself. If you're joining us virtually, you should make an altar wherever you are. Make that your altar. To those of you that are here in this sanctuary, in this house of worship, as we stand with our hands lifted, can't we understand that? As we lift those hands wherever you are, I want you to hear once again what the angel said unto Jacob. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. (laughs) It's been tough, but you've prevailed. (laughs) It's all right now. (laughs) You've had some issues with God. You've had some issues with men. But you have prevailed. God is saying it's never too late.
to get it together. Face to face. Face God. Face your issues. Face the people or the person you have an issue with. And watch God change your life. And turn it around. Eternal Father, we thank you. We bless you. We thank you for my assignment is accomplished. I've done what you've asked me to do this morning. I've challenged all of us, including myself, to first of all come face to face with you. And then we've been challenged to go find whoever we may have issues with. Come face to face with him. And then God, we know that you will bless us in a way that you bless Jacob. Even today, you will call the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You did not allow Jacob's mistakes to keep him or his family from being blessed. Jacob's son Joseph became the governor of Egypt. Out of that lineage became King David. Out of that bloodline, out of that family tree, even came our Lord and Savior because they came face to face. Their father Jacob did with you. Thank you, Lord. Bless our families. I pronounce blessings over families. I pronounce blessings over children and grandchildren, nieces and nephews, sisters and brothers. I declare what the enemy means to destroy them will bless them. I declare and decree that the violence has to stop. And it begins with our families, Lord. Help us to be great examples at home. Help us, Lord, to be examples even in our community. For this is our prayer. Your name we pray and give thanks. And everybody that know it is so said amen. Amen. Somebody say face to face. If you want to give your life to the Lord right now, if you want to give your life to the Lord right now, someone is in the back to pray with you right now. Brother, God bless you. your hands together for those at the altar right now it's all right young lady y'all pray with her right now God's gonna whatever she's going through God's getting ready to turn it around 
God says we always have time for deliverance. Come on, Denar, tell him again. I give up. I need some praying women. I need some praying women to come right now. Help pray for this young lady right now. I give up. Come on, that's what I need. Just show you. Just show you. I give myself away. It's all right. It's all right. situation with your family you work out that situation with your family for the scripture says don't let the sun go down on your wrath give God one more praise for that awesome word from our pastor amen to those of you that are here in the worship center to those of you that are viewing we ask that you not forget about our vision offering that's that seven dollar consecration offering amen one dollar per day one dollar per day amen we ask that you make sure that you give that vision offering and as we pronounce the benediction i've been asked that if you would exit out the Harlem road if you're not staying for the one o'clock groundbreaking at this road is closed because of the brown groundbreaking. So if you would exit on the Harlem Street side, on the Harlem Street side, amen. Atlas Road is closed, amen. At this time, with uplifted hands, thank you to our very special guest, amen. We're going to be staying uh, for our one o'clock groundbreaking service and it's right in front of our office of youth development. Let's look to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord for this wonderful, wonderful experience, God. We thank you for the word of God, face to face, family does matter. Now God, dismiss us from this place, never from your presence. Let us find peace as we return to our destinations. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Our groundbreaking will start right at one o'clock in front of our OYD building. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to our live broadcast. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. 
You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you, or if you were moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share it with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website, that's bwcar.org.